swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rock shoes to every clue, Easter eggs and gaming news, the POTUS need some bad dudes to crash crew like Bandicoot, all shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AM. Sir. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, view it. Uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. Uh, you can mosey on over to X. My control issues is the handle. And if you just want to holler at your boys, control issues pod at gmail.com. Drop us a line, ask us a question, uh, give us a kind word. <laughs> tell, tell us where we need to improve. Tell us what we're doing well. Let's give us some feedback. Let us know you're out there. Let us know what you stars. think. Give us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> AMC loves his stars. He's playing yeah. a lot of Mario. Yeah. <laughs> All about his stars. So, but AMC, how are you? Well, um, yeah, having been watching a lot of TV shows because it's been playing some Mario. Um, but yeah, hanging out with family, doing that. Got in a workout yesterday. That was nice. Took the kids to the park. They got to go on the slide. I had to clean off the slide every time because it's always covered in fucking water, like um, <laughs> the condensation from overnight. Yeah. yeah. So, like, All that yesterday juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just collects on the slide. Like it's a, a huge puddle. So I literally <laughs> had to bring like a rag with me to like wipe all that, wipe it all off. Disposable rag. But yeah, just doing that. Doing it. It's great though. I feel like such a dad. Like I got like all, all, I got like the snacks. I got the water. I got my rag. I got trash. <laughs> got a little, like I'm just equipped to handle any situation. I bring some wipes with me. Yeah. I'm equipped to handle any, any situation. <laughs> and so uh, just, just looking at stuff like that today satan yeah 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 so it's just like your show it's great too it's funny it's like i've i'm now starting to just call it like dad park it's at a school but it's like a it's a big playground that's on the school and we go there every weekend because there's like a is a baseball field they open it up so I, I take the kids for the walk there i started going there about like maybe a month or so ago and uh your kids love it there's not a, lot, a ton of people there so they can get on like the swings and everything get access to everything without having to you know deal with like a weight but it's funny there are like so there will be other kids there but it's always another dad bringing his kids <laughs> it's mm-hmm. never never a mom it's just dads at this park Damn. so it's like it's just kind of funny that like somehow like this is like the dad park as opposed to you know every other park um but it's great so you get to see other dads you get to have a, have a conversation like how, how is it how was your kid what, what are they doing <laughs> <laughs> Well, they are to these days. It would be hilarious if it was like, like, damn, I forgot, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Just dead, dead now. Well, you know what? I, I think like probably the the unifying thread between all the dads at the park is like it's close. <laughs> yeah, it's got a it's got a baseball field, <laughs> and the moms want to go to like the nice park in the nice neighborhood. It's like, yeah, ah, park right there. It's a perfectly good park. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. It's like the dads aren't, aren't as worried. But I mean, it is. It's true. So like you don't have to worry as much when you're a dad out there as opposed to just a mom and a, and a couple kids. Um, but yeah, it's funny though. It is like a bunch of dads just at the park and like, uh, so it's great because we all bond <laughs> over that. And it's not like a lot. It would just be like one or an, or like two other like families and it's just dads and, and some kids. It's great. <laughs> Do any uh, of the other dads watch wrestling? Uh, no, nah, they either. It's usually, it's, we don't even get that far. It's like, oh, what school do they go to? Oh, they go to this school. Oh, this one goes to that school over there. Oh, okay. How do you like that? They like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're what I'm, what I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of that, that type of small talk. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe, uh, yeah. Next one I hit up, I'll be like, hey, man, so you watch wrestling? You watch you getting into what's like, what, what do you think of Roman Reigns? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was talking to, I was talking to Evan. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, a bear hang out here immediately asked me if I started watching wrestling and we talked about it the whole night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's yeah. yeah, it was great. Um yeah, yeah. So um yeah, that oh yeah, and I've been watching some wrestling. Uh they, they had Crown Jewel this weekend, I haven't finished, so no spoilers. But um yeah, it's uh it's their new thing. It's Saudi Arabia. They have this like Riyadh season where they have just big ass events. Like uh, they put on big events to you know create awareness for the country mm-hmm. and um, interest. It's like, hey, awareness. we're we're a country. Hey. Yeah, hey, we do things. Yeah, and um, we have a lot of money. And so yeah, they uh, last week the the kickoff to Riyadh season was Tyson Fury versus uh, Francis Ngannou, and that was yeah. that was the big the big story coming out of the weekend as far as combat news. And then uh, this weekend. It was um, WWE Crown Jewel, which is um, they they pay they pay a lot of money to get WWE to come over, and the expectations are for WrestleMania or better quality, and so you can always expect or something better. Big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they uh, they definitely they definitely show out, and it, it's great. Um, so yeah, started to watch like the first few matches already off to a great start. I've just been loving wrestling lately it's uh taking up all my time it's taking up all my anime time unfortunately oh, but, no. yeah i know i know but yeah wwe's been kicking ass telling great stories building great characters it's all good hey dub how, how's your week been oh man it's been yeah been a pretty good week you know sorting out some adult stuff some dudes sides sweating my car like the day after my birthday and i've been dealing with that for the past couple weeks while you were driving or like you just walked out parked well, car no while i was driving Damn. Driving, driving in an empty lane of traffic, no one in front of me, just driving, passing the guy who I was right behind, mm. just shifted in the lane, going Damn. straight, and he just stabs out, clocks your boy, and of course, you know, I'm like, okay, uh, we've done this before, this seems about right, you know, we get the insurance involved, they'll see that I was not in the wrong here, <laughs> and everything will just be fine. No, homie lied to his insurance. They're saying it's 100% my fault. They're saying I'm the one who hit the guy and they're, they're not covering it. And I was like, also, we're, we're still children. Yeah. <laughs> we still haven't learned how to behave in proper society. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just thinking for the future, it's just a cheap lesson. I got to be one of those dudes who has GoPros around his car and just like limit, <laughs> limit your ability to victimize me with your selfishness and stupidity. That's why fucking motorcycle dudes, like a lot of them, you see them, they have the GoPros on their helmets because people just don't see them all the time, just change lanes without looking. 
Yeah. And they're like, it's 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 your fault. <laughs> you you yeah. snuck up on me. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be going between cars like that, even though it's legal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, been dealing with that. Uh work is work. Working out, trying to get back on that. It's just um my just been beating up my knees, man. And I, for a while I was like it, you know, is this just part of being 40? Like it, it just starts falling apart. And I, I really just had to do an audit of my workouts and everything. It's like, okay, let's let's think about this realistically. <clears throat> when you were about this heavy, you had a similar issue when you were trying to run and you told yourself, let me get down to like around 200 or lower before I start running. And when I used to jump rope like daily, I used to do so in the little, the little kitty area of the park where the floor is rubberized. And I was doing that specifically so that my weight wouldn't be an issue and I can jump rope safely without putting too much damage on my knees. Since then, you know, I'm trying to run at this weight. I'm also jump roping, but at the park, they tore up like the, the cushioning around the track itself. So I've just been jumping on concrete and I'm like, all right, here's what we do. Get back to just walking a couple miles and jump roping every night on the, on the rubberized surface. And, you know, if, if the knees still hurt, if they're getting worse, then we know that we have a serious issue. But if they start getting better, then we know we troubleshot this and we're about to get <laughs> back, in, back in gear like nobody's business. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to testing my theory on Monday. You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. It's just I'm, I'm constantly reminded of that entire process because back when I lost all the weight the first time, the big thing I always remember was there was always some kind of injury. Like when I started jump roping, I, I strained something in the bottom of my foot and could barely walk. Or when I was doing my kettlebell workouts, I, I tweaked something in my shoulder or I tweaked my wrist or, or it's like a cramp in my hand or, you know, just there's always some little thing and you can either let that stop you or you can push through it and, and get through it, do a, an audit of your procedure and see if you're doing things right and just, you know, try to do things with good technique. And under the circumstances that allow you to do it safely rather than causing more harm to your body. So I'm getting through that. And if I'm successful, things should really start to turn around. Um, and what was the latest thing? You know, the the homie Ray and, you know, Chartis and all them got together. Ray graduated from school. At least I think he did. He might be trolling me. I don't know. <laughs> it, you know, it was an excuse for everybody to get together to have a good time. Knees was there. Evan and um, Grimes showed up. <laughs> I was like, yes, Ray Grimes. It was a nice little social situation. I, I gave, I used that as credit for me to not do anything last night. It was just trying out making old fashions because I got myself some nice low ball glasses. I got the big, mm. the big uh, cube ice cream, uh, the big, man, I'm having trouble with words today. The big ice cube trays as well as the spherical ice trays and like learn how to do that and make like getting the best quality, getting it as clear as possible. I might get some new ice trays where it, it guarantees you make them perfectly clear. So um, in the ice tray game, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm dealing with big ice tray but yeah it's it's awesome and i'm just looking at things like all right now i can i'm stepping up my quality as a host and an entertainer you know my, my quality as just a straight up dude being able to pull out a nice glass put something in it something somebody will like 
<laughs> just you know, just trying to trying to be better than I was yesterday in in whatever ways that I can. So I've I've always been a fan of that in the general self improvement quest. So been on that. It's going well. I'm enjoying it. The people around me seem to agree, and that's it. Hell yeah! What you been gaming on, Ado? What have I been gaming on? It's not very different from what I have been gaming on. I always have in the front of my mind that I need to go back and at least finish one playthrough of Starfield. And I just can't bring myself to fire. <laughs> it's no, it's it's nothing negative. Like it's nothing against. No, because you, I've I've seen you do like a lot of other good games where you're just like. I play the shit out of them and then I get right to the end and then I just stop playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I can't when I'm goal oriented and focused, like, okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to clear my backlog. I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to I'm trying to make all these expenditures that I'm making to purchase games mean something instead of me just basically game passing it in the most expensive manner possible. But yeah, so I need to go back to Starfield. However, I just I can't stop playing Cyberpunk. <laughs> and I know exactly why it is. It's not like it's a mystery or it has some 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 hold on me that I can't explain. It's it's just in the best state that it's ever been, like visually, performance-wise, content-wise. You know, the, the combat has been revamped and it's it is an unending source of fun and enjoyment to approach these different jobs and have these different ways in which you can just sneak in, get stuff done, going guns blazing, talk your way through, threaten people. Like it's um like I was thinking about it earlier today and the best way I can describe it is that Cyberpunk does very well to realize that fantasy of being in that not so distant future mega city you know, being an individual in there, working with others and doing odd jobs just to survive and make your way through the game. It's like I I go to an I go to an icon or I look at a message and I, I start a mission. I get a briefing. It tells me all the circumstances about it, who the key figures are, what I'm after, what my restrictions are. If you know if if they if he dies, he dies, or you know, you gotta do this one and nobody can know you were there and figuring out how to accomplish the missions with within those restrictions and, you know, get the best outcome, do it as smooth and as clean as possible. And then hop in my whip, drive around the city, listen to the radio, go back to my apartment, put on a record, you know, go to bed, go to the wardrobe, change my fit up, change my loadout up, craft some stuff, go back outside, do a mission. It's, it's just so good. I love it to death. Yeah. I'm just going to keep playing until I see the credits for the, the Phantom Liberty content. Um, on top of that, been playing some Diablo 4, of course. Uh, I believe I may have told you guys last time that in Season 1, my Druid, I got it to level 80 over the course of the three-month season. And we're just two or three weeks into Season 4, excuse me, Season 3, 2. It's Season 2. Season 2, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're a few weeks into that, and my Necromancer is already up to, like, level 95. I know that every time I put it on, I can go up at least a solid level or two a day. Real easy, real quick. Like, my power is rapidly outpacing the enemies in the overworld. I'm focusing on the new in-game content. I've taken down three 
of the in-game bosses. But it's Farshan, Grigior. I have not beaten the Beast in Ice. That's the next one I have to beat. And, you know, just trying to work my way up to that that Duriel fight so I can start farming those uniques and those Ubi uniques and bolster my, my arsenal for when I get back to the Eternal Realm. But, yeah, just enjoying the hell out of Diablo. It's always it's one of the best games ever made. I don't know why people give this game such a hard time. It's visually stunning. The gameplay is rock solid. It's smooth. It is very well balanced. There is tons of stuff to do. The season adds even more on top of that. The classes are just have multiple paths. And I'm still brainstorming like what I'm going to be doing for my second run through the class roster. Like I, I did a ice mage or an ice wizard or sorceress, sorry. You know, ice sorceress. I did a nature magic druid. I did a, what is it, a poison arrow rogue. I did a necromancer, I did a bone necromancer, and then I just got to do a barbarian. Then it's time to, you know, bust out the fire mage, bust out the, the shadow rogue, bust out the, the werewolf druid. <laughs> like, there's, I haven't even done shape shifting with the druid. So uh, there's just so much meat on the bone. I love Diablo. I love coming back to it all the time, whether there's new content, a new update, or just for shits and giggles, because it's very enjoyable. Uh, last game I've been playing, still dabbling with Overwatch 2. You know, I got that season pass. I want to reach the end of that. Uh, E-Singles just been going extra hard on it. And, you know, the, there's some things happening in the Overwatch world in the near future and even right now some stuff already happened but we'll talk about that when we get to the the topics of the week however i'm in there i'm having a blast it's it continues to get easier i'm still learning new things i'm gonna start branching out into to different characters again because i got a little stagnant in my rotation but yeah look me and e single we're uh we're starting to win those flashpoint matches now so you know, it's not such a bad mode anymore. <laughs> but yeah, finally starting to win some flashpoints and just the the approach, the style, and the, the synergy between our play just continues to grow. We continue to learn new tactics. We continue to just... It becomes more and more second nature, and as it does, the game continues to take on new life because it's like, oh, I could do this now. Oh, I, this is the new strategy. Oh, when they do that, we can just this and that neutralizes it's it's a it's a thinking man's game it's a thinking on your feet game so i love that immensely uh amc what have you been playing i have been playing um yeah all i think did i play live live i'm gonna play live live this week it was did i play anything else no it was all <laughs> mario wonder just thinking oh, like yeah, I was like, damn, like uh, I played a couple games last week and then this week it was all Mario Wonder. It was great. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Played oh no, I played some Diablo. There we go. That was the thing. There we go. Played some Diablo, played some I Diablo. was looking for you, man. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I was on a Friday and Saturday. I'm always on Friday and Saturday if you're ever looking for me. How um, you doing on that campaign? Pushing forward, got to got to Caldeum. Uh oh, bring it back, berries. Yeah, it was great. Um made it there and then that's where I stopped. Push forward a little bit. I'm um, just pushing forward with my class as well. Like now I'm just rounding out all the uh, 
the darkness abilities, the um, you know, the side ones that give boost for shadow damage on a slow enemy, yada yada, and um, getting all that together. So it's now I'm just like running through this. It's great, not running into any trouble as of yet. Uh, approaching fifty at this point. Um, and yeah, just going going after Lilith's bitch ass. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, absolutely loving the game. Uh, not much more to say there because at this point I'm pushing through the main campaign because i want to finish that and then that's where i'm gonna then focus on you know all that next level shit and especially like just like leveling and all that good stuff uh because i have been skipping speaking of leveling what level are you on i am level 47 i think level 47 yeah so almost almost there yeah almost there um and yeah because i've been skipping like a lot of dungeons um strong i haven't done a stronghold yet or maybe did one i don't know um but yeah i I have been skipping a lot of content uh, world content and so i'm looking forward to beating the main narrative uh the main campaign and then focusing on leveling and doing all that stuff like at least like scoping out which aspects i may want from a necromancer and uh then what strongholds i want to run through and then start doing you know all that all that you know once you complete the uh campaign all that next level shit so uh looking forward to that enjoying that but mainly the the focus of this week was mario super mario wonder uh started playing that last week only got in about like a few hours maybe like three or so so now this week we got to put in more um sorry, absolutely loving this game so one of the things i didn't know that this game had that like maybe like that takes it to another level i would say so everybody when they were trying to like you know be like reductive with it they're like oh it's just mario 3 <laughs> like yeah um and yeah you do get like you know you do get your your elephant hat or whatever and then you, you become the elephant mario you get the other stuff you become flower mario so it has all that that you can expect from other mario games but then obviously they add in this wonder flower that then changes up the map gets things going crazy and you got to figure out the puzzle within that aspect of this the psychedelic trip of the game but then they added this other thing where you get badges and so um as you're moving through the overworld there's there's the regular levels the stages that you run through and play and then there's kind of like these bonus stages that are like challenges and some of them that you unlock a badge when you do them and so the badges are basically an added ability for your character or effect we'll say and so one of the badges is um if you use that when you start the level if you're small you'll immediately get like the uh the super mushroom and your your bigger mario so um that's like one of the badges the other badge that you get uh right out the gate is you get this um parachute hat so it's basically like you jump and then you grab onto the side of your hat and it like becomes big and you can use that to like glide a little bit like it's like a, a very slow glide so you can actually jump a lot further if you use that um on the level but then the one that we just got that was like a complete game changer um it's basically like a a double jump you'll say but not just double jump not a double jump in the air it's you jump and so how what mario games used to have or still have is you can jump you grab onto the wall and then you can jump again and he'll jump off of the wall like diagonally away from it so it's like you can like platform off of the wall to another wall with this one you can jump onto the wall and if you hit forward and jump again he'll just jump straight up the wall a little bit so you can basically get like um you can get like to a, a higher location if you have that uh that wall jump ability and so and there's about like a, i want to say like 20 or 30 or so of these different badges you can get and you have to select one and you can use that only that one for the stage that you run through so 
um, the important thing there is that there's puzzles within every stage and you might require, it, it might require a certain badge to do, or just having a certain badge will make it a lot easier to do as opposed to, you know, trying to figure out how to platform your way there. You can just, you can jump off and use your parachute hat and maybe hopefully glide to the objective or do that wall jump. You don't have to um, figure out another way to get there. You can just jump to it, grab onto it, and then do the forward wall jump and pull yourself up basically. Um, and so, yeah, there's, that whole aspect just added a whole nother level of like one platforming to the game because you can you know customize your platform ability based on some some of the badges you choose but then also just the aspect that um you just have so many options for how you can attack the game so it's um you know like mario has always made platforming a thing but now the fact that you can kind of customize your ability to platform just adds like a whole new level to it and you know just creates for some interesting puzzles to solve um, so I love every aspect of that. And I'm sure there's still a lot more to come with this game. Like I'm, we're still finding secrets out in the overworld. Um, like we walked, we found this like put, we found this pipe, jumped into the pipe. And then we're kind of just Marissa immediately. Cause she knows Mario games. She's like pushing up against the walls of the map. And suddenly it gets that little like a button cursor above Mario's head. And so she hits a, and then it ends up being like, I hit it like a, a secret wall an invisible wall. And then she pushes through and then we're in like a new, area of the map that has about like four stages within it that like we're just off on its own that we couldn't find so we went and did that so we're finding those little puzzles and then we figured out how to read the over map and at this point that's where we learned on each stage if we had completed every objective as far as like all the secrets that each map holds um they'll put like a check mark next to it and so we were going through like the the previous like i think like 20 or so levels that we had done and we're like oh that one's missing a check mark that one's missing a check mark oh that one's missing and what I love about that too, quality of life thing is it shows the level that you're, that you haven't fully completed, but then it gives you an option to just, you know, just jump right to that level as opposed to, you know, make your way all the way back on the, on the overall, on the world map. Um, so yeah, you know, just hopping from level to level, re we were redoing those, uh, get, going through that completionist thing while, until we caught up to where we were, which is still very early on in the game. Um, and yeah, just loving it. It's, a uh, great mario game a lot of great updates to it um finding ways to still give that unique feel um what i love about the fact it, that's on the switch is you know just little animations here and there when you're moving of how he jumps into the pipes how he stops how he turns around like just a little bit like that add to the character of the of the you know add to the character of each of the the players in the game and also just you know just gives a little more life to them uh so yeah just absolutely loving the game we're loving a great girlfriend game uh if you're looking to play co-op uh and yeah you can play also online which is great so you can play with the homie if they got a switch abroad in another country so yeah <laughs> loving mario wonder loving video games but a dub let's get into these topics of the week uh, topics of the week what you got us on me us on me huh? well let's see what i got Can me just jump right to blizzcon no <laughs> yeah. nah, not quite yet <laughs> Let, let's let's warm it up i like to warm it up with like a quick hit or two in the, yeah in the beginning just to get people's feet wet in the show let them know that the waters are fine and that the, the fish don't bite so i got some ubisoft news some ubisoft news <laughs> ubisoft i want when people say ubisoft I, I know that's probably its name, but I don't care because it sounds funny. But anyway, Ubisoft, they have confirmed that Far Cry 6 has received its final update date, date. 
yeah, so Far Cry Six came out not too long ago. Had you had your boy Giancarlo Despacito in there or Espacito, <laughs> I believe. Your, your man Gus, Gus Spring, mm-hmm. uh, School Days. If you ever Poyos, seen that, Poyos Hermanos. Those those Poyos Hermanos. Yes, <laughs> he was all over it doing his thing. Moth Gideon just in there wrecking shop, but. This is good news because while it may be the end for Far Cry 6, what it means is that the developers who have been supporting the game up to this point can now turn their attentions to Far Cry 7. Seven. Seven. <laughs> uh, Ubisoft goes on to say, thanks to the millions of players who joined the fight, your adventures can continue in Yara without interruption of online services. However, the development team will no longer be making updates to Far Cry 6. We appreciate your passion, creativity, and love of Chorizo, even Anton is proud. <laughs> Chorizo, I'm guessing, being the the tiny dachshund that is pulling along the, the rocket cart. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so yeah they're shuttering those services far cry 7 is coming that means that we're going to be we're going to be getting the far cry this current so amc I, I believe you played what three maybe a little bit of four yeah i played one i didn't even play one of them i played like a, a sampling that you let me borrow of one yes. and it's kind of like yeah not not for me but no yeah, i never got into far cry well in that light how does this news affect you um yeah cool yeah we great to see um <laughs> what they have coming like it's weird because people are like always kind of like uh they, the same formula paint by numbers and then like it comes out and everybody gets it and plays it <laughs> so oh like, why, why did they change the formula yeah um and so yeah it's uh one of those things but um I, I'm, I'm curious i know they always seem to tell a good story for some reason far cry has become a you know a, a divisive game for people like they still they always talk about it but they can't like talk too fondly about it <laughs> so it's like i don't know if it's it like, won't be cool <laughs> yeah like it's like yeah it's very much like a star wars thing or something where it's like people just living in the past of like what far cry used to be versus what it is now but yet there are people who who love exactly what it is so i don't know like um, yeah exactly uh but i am so i'm always curious to see where they go with the game they always seem to choose something interesting at least like when it comes to the 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 main villain and you know the the location um it always seems to you know generate some type of discussion because they're always kind of tackling um something that's like you know i don't know if it's of current times but it is something that is like politically within like you know the zeitgeist and so uh it'll be interesting to see which route they go this time um and yeah and what who they choose to use as their villain because that's that's what people love about these far cry games i don't know how, how, what's your excitement level out of you my excitement level is pretty high man i'm i'm one of the people that far cry appeals to i uh, had a it, it was an eye-opening experience playing far cry 3 for the first time because it was it was one of those moments where oh first person shooters can do this where it's it's one of the first FPS as I played like since Bioshock where it wasn't just oh I'm a floating gun and I'm running and I'm shooting things and I'm dodging behind things like this one your whole body was rendered and you have arms you have legs you're hopping and jumping you're gaining abilities and perks that increase your effectiveness in combat as well as your survivability I mean there were vehicles it was open world there was territory I'm all about territory ever since GTA San Andreas but it was it was a lot more going on than what looked like just a run-of-the-mill 
first person shooter. Um, I skipped Far Cry 4 and only after it's been out for a while, I got into Far Cry 5, which I very much loved. I, the whole, the whole like um, Midwest American story with the cult and all that it was it was awesome especially with the way that you could engage with it the characters very well done the keep way that they keep your politics out of the game immediately got hated all like they're they're targeting the 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 right yeah <laughs> it's like dude we're making games get off our backs but yeah far cry 5 is an outstanding experience and it brought some new stuff to the table i like the overall formula you know i had I seem to be on an every other Far Cry kind of cycle because Far Cry is a lot, man. It's a lot of map. It's a lot of content. It's a lot of stuff you need to do. It's a lot of combat. It's a lot of problem solving, sneaking around, gathering resources. But overall, all of that is enjoyable. And that's why I keep coming back to it. So Far Cry 7, yeah, I'm looking very closely to that one. So I feel like they make... Like they make a Far Cry that's tightened together and has new ideas. Then they get a little experimental in the interim with the next one and maybe the the DLC content. And then they come back on that other to follow. And it's just, it all comes together. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to an announcement. Uh, I hope they get some other big ticket talent to be the lead or the lead villain in this upcoming Far Cry. I can't wait to see what they're going to do to change the experience up and take the franchise to the next level. But most importantly, I am very anxious to see what those visuals are going to look like because even on consoles, Far Cry is no slouch in the visuals department. Like you could say what you want about Ooh, textures and all this and that. But when it comes to the art direction and the, the overall picture of what it is they're portraying, Far Cry is up there. So I think I think people have a reason to get hyped. I mean, Ubisoft's coming with it. We got the announcement of the Division Three. We got Star Wars Outlaws coming. We got Assassin's Creed Red coming together, and now we got Far Cry Seven on the table. So Ubisoft is batting a thousand, as far as I'm concerned. But let's get into the next topic of the week. Top, topic, topic of the, of the week. week. No, let's take a quick break, A-Dub, and we'll be back with that topic of the week. All right, we are back, A-Dub, with our next topic of the week. Uh, topic, topic of, of the, the week, week. AMC. Yes, sir. All right, well, this one is a, a, little more, a little bit more of a somber story, unfortunately, to follow up the last one, oh. which is a happy story. But, um, you know, we've been hearing a lot about layoffs, this one coming by way of Bungie amidst uh, some rumors to follow. So that's, that's the only reason why we're covering this story. <laughs> so uh, article, I, I pulled from a couple of different sources here, this being Verge, IGN, and they all pulled from Bloomberg. So uh, the headline of this article on The Verge, Bungie delaying Destiny 2's expansion and marathon release amid layoffs. Damn. So leads off, Bungie is laying off around 100 staffers. The layoffs come several weeks after a meeting in which execs said that Bungie's revenue was 45% lower than projected, in which Parsons blamed Lightfall, Destiny 2's most recent expansion, for a drop in player retention leading to the shortfall. The layoffs first reported by Bloomberg are part of an ongoing cuts within Sony PlayStation's division. Ex-Bungie employees have been have begun posting on social media about the layoffs, uh, which is impacting around 8% of their workforce. Destiny 2's expansion... The final shape and marathon reboot have been delayed. Uh, 
sources familiar with the development process told Bloomberg the the two projects have both been pushed back. Uh, though Bungie has confirmed has not confirmed the delay officially, Destiny 2's expansion is now expected in June 2024 instead of February 27th, as previously announced. So we'll see with that. And in Marathon, a sci-fi shooter revealed by Bungie in May 2023, sci-fi live service shooter. Or maybe, is that not live service? I think it was live service. Which, was which it, game? Uh, Marathon. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't lead off with that. I'm uh, sure it's live service. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> always online, multiplayer, extraction, shooting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Marathon, a sci-fi shooter revealed by Bungie in May 2023, wasn't given an official release window at the time, but was delayed internally from 2024 to 2025, according to Bloomberg sources. Um, yeah, so that's the entire story. So unfortunately, we're seeing you know yeah, more layoffs. <laughs> Oh, is that outside? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying something real quick. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, we hear about layoffs. We hear about, you know, games getting delayed. How do you how do you feel about this, A-Dub? I mean, it's the circle of life, man. It's, I, like, I feel a particular way about it because it's like a lot of these layoffs are coming on the heels of the pandemic and it's all at that point in time when gaming just skyrocketed because people were at home and had nothing to do and like companies banked on that as if that was going to be an an enduring circumstance like yeah of course there's going to be some retention but at the same token like you can't expect people who just gravitated to the hobby due to a world-altering event to stick around once they could go back to their normal lives. And it seems like, you know, consumers and employees are the ones paying the price for all those overestimations. So, you know, these layoffs come, these games are getting pushed back. And that's one thing. I mean, whatever. Just delay it, do it right. But I don't know. Maybe there's no but other than just how I felt about the whole pandemic planning. You know, it sucks. And I was listening to some other shows, but they described like the industry circle of life where, okay, they get laid off or some talent leaves or some decision is made and some folks just make a tough decision, but I mean, or or something gets acquired and people leave, but then that ends up resulting in, oh, such and such made a new studio. Oh, this is a new IP from an unknown studio. And you know, where it's not as if it's the end of the road for the people who got laid off. Like, it's just all part of the growth and contraction of the gaming industry, according to the, you know, the market circumstances that we have a hand in, some things we don't have a hand in. And yeah, it's it sucks in the short term. In the long term, I deign to sit, not deign to say, but, you know, I, I could possibly say that it's for the best, you know. Who knows? Maybe that team, maybe that talent will get at a different company that they have a different IP or something that gives them more creative freedom, something that gives them, you know, more agency or input. It's hard to know what the fall will be. All I would say is, um, it sucks. Some people lost their jobs. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, th- I think about it all the time as well. You know, we're still going through what that um that actor strike. And that stuff is hitting entertainment industry pretty hard now that decisions have to get made. So, you know, I get it. I understand it, which is why I can see 
a, a little bit callous, but overall, I, I feel it, but I understand that there's a tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. That's like, um, now look at this as, yeah, as, as you're saying, it's, we're still seeing the effects of the pandemic. Um, and like it's it's tail and you know it starts off with you know during the pandemic like the, the rates were super low there's all this money the rapid expansion <laughs> of like companies acquiring and yada yada, yada which is we like gotta accommodate all this new demand yeah it's like the big studio the big companies are expanding while also consolidating by acquiring and yeah you see like just workforce is expanding in a way and you know this year was the one was like pretty much the first like if not it's like the biggest sign of like you know just the impact of the pandemic in that you know games not meeting their mark as far as when they are supposed to release and mm-hmm. then suddenly all releasing at the same time making yeah. for an incredible year of gaming because there's just been hit after hit after hit after hit like game of the year is gonna be out of control um but yeah that's all clearly a sign of like you know studios that were feeling the impact of like you know suddenly having to shift their entire process to this new process figuring that all out and then you know kind of bringing it all back together and then eventually to come and ship out these games which a lot of them ended up being incredible it's just they were you know a lot of them were delayed as we saw even with bethesda's thing um with like their schedule of when they planned to release starfield um, years ago yeah versus when it came out and so yeah we see that impact and then yeah we're also seeing now the other side of the impact which is now they had to raise the rates because the economy got way too hot during the pandemic and they had the so the the fed has been raising the rates which is then slowing um borrowing which is then you know slow tightening growth. yeah slowing growth tightening up money and so they're they're trying to figure out how to cut costs and one way to cut costs is you know unfortunately by laying off a bit of your labor force and so yeah we're seeing that impact and we know that that's going to also have an impact on the development of games and so it's unfortunate what i will say with this at um is at least with you know with marathon it's not a game that i was you know like we need this tomorrow (laughs) sony needs to have an answer for halo yeah and then you know with like you know with the initiative at least from sony to get like you know some good live service games out there one thing we learn with every live service game is delay 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 and because you only have one launch and so you want to make sure that thing hits hard because you want to pull in as many people at the launch of the game as possible and so we saw the delay with um was it um last of us factions Mm-hmm. And now we're going to see. Well, the it's on ice. Yeah, it's on ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we're seeing this delay. So at least what we are seeing is maybe that Sony saying, take your sweet ass time <laughs> to get these uh, live service games out there. Um, and, you know, and while we do that, we'll, we'll figure out other ways. We know that, you know, Naughty Dog is working on a single player game. And also Bungie, they're also helping, you know, as we, as we heard with the last of us story, they're not overseeing the process, but they are, you know, looking over it, <laughs> saying the same thing twice, but they are giving their input on, you know, last of us factions. And so, you know, they, they're doing, they're doing a lot and, you know, they're trying to keep it all together. And so, you know, I think it's um, something that we, we will see, as they said, like around like 2025. So not, yeah, not like in a big rush to get marathon, but I am interested to see oh. what that game becomes because, you know, we know Bungie's pedigree. And so, um, yeah, it's unfortunate the that the pandemic is still you know 
you know, wreaking its havoc <laughs> in, in different ways. But yeah, as you said, it's uh, now just kind of changing the landscape. And for good or for bad, there's going to be a transition period that is tough for people. But then we'll see how we come out on the other end. You can't assume that it's going to be for the worst. So yeah, it's just unfortunate change, but it is change that is, you know, it's just happening around the entire industry, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But hey, Dub, you want to jump into the next topic of the week? Top top of the week. week. What you got? Is it is it time to just just rip the band-aid off? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey dub the, the greatest conference, the one and only conference. Let's just do it. Let's do it, hey dub. Blizzcon 2023. BlizzCon. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah, the annual BlizzCon has gone down. New content has been shown. Information has been disseminated. Hype levels are all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> From the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, let's just break down some of the things announced. I mean, some of it is stuff that we aren't personally into or experienced with. Uh, you played World of Warcraft, didn't you? Yeah, I did play World of Warcraft. You got that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's a, there's a new expansion to, to Hearthstone. Oh. However, what I wanted to there's a there's a new kind of Diablo game coming. I don't think yeah. a lot of people are ready for that. Is, is this a late April Fool's joke? Uh, <laughs> might be an early one. <laughs> <laughs> is this an early Christmas present? Oh, man. but the if the the item that caught my eye and that I have personally experienced with the homie single yeah. is the is the introduction of Overwatch 2's next hero, Malga. Yes, yeah. game's first Samoan hero. Mm-hmm. So we we got that we got that story trailer. Of mm-hmm. course, he's he's chilling on the boat. I didn't know what kind of man he was. I just knew he was a tank, which is my preferred class. He's got dual he got dual uh, mini guns, which is awesome. Uh, you can all you can fire them individually. You can fire them together. Uh, he's got he's got a dash, so he can get out of trouble. He's got an ultimate that not only tethers. The enemy characters, but it puts a barrier around. It's a cage match; you can't go nowhere. Then he gets unlimited ammo. Oh man, one of those chain guns sets enemies on fire, and then the other chain gun, when it hits a burning enemy, gets a guaranteed critical hit. So if you alternate, got that better aim. You just you spreading your bullets out. Three hundred rounds per gun. It's just a damage monster. But yeah, he, I don't know what kind of man he was. So we see him on the boat. He's talking about his past. He he was some kind of like revolutionary or rebel or or freedom fighter. He he was in there, guerrilla warfare. Had a had a battlefield accident. They got the upgrade. He got chromed up. <laughs> he comes back with the mini guns and he's just absolutely monstrous. Uh, we got a free trial of him over this past. Uh, my, I don't know how long it's been, but yesterday. It was like in the final hours of the trial. So I was like, okay, let me get as much time as I can with this guy, check him out, see if he's, see if it's a tank that does in fact appeal to my play style. And I got to say, AMC, it's like this tank was made for me, man. Because, you know, I'm 
I'm all about Diva. I'm all about Arissa. I'm all about just that sustained, rapid fire. It's so just blanket an area in, in damage. And, you know, be able to suppress range shooters to be able to vex people up front and just chew them up. So you got that with the chain guns. And something that I felt was missing from the kit of like Azaria is some kind of maneuverability. Zarya is very, very slow. She's very stationary. So I feel with Maga, with that dash, it's like, okay, I can get in the mix real quick, do some damage, disrupt, and then when things get too thick, I can get out. Um, in addition, he's got the ability to heal as he does damage. So that's, you, you bring a little Dasher Reaper in there. I love that. Yeah, man, I had a blast playing with the character. I think like, one of my first matches, I went 16-0. and 0. He's 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 a nuisance. If you play him right, which I will, once we get him uh, coming in season eight, beginning of the first week of December, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be nasty on Arrowmonger. That's gonna be my new tank. Like it it was it was such a good fit that I didn't even have to go through that getting used to the controls phase. Instead, I was going like, oh, okay, I can do this. If they do that, I can do this. Oh, if I do this, when they do that, then this happens, and then I can do this. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, it's fantastic. Uh, have you had any time to check out the new hero, see what he's all about, see if maybe AMC is going to be playing tank anytime soon? Um, only through the, uh, you know, the gameplay dim, the, the gameplay reveal and, uh, looks absolutely awesome. I love the inventiveness of how they're attacking his character by the, uh, you know, the setting the dude on fire and then hitting him with that, the other, um, alternate fire with uh, getting the critical, critical, critical. Uh, I always love how so they, good. they have a great system, a great loop system with each character as far as the different move sets. And this one just looks like they all synergize in a great way, in a great way. Love the ultimate because who doesn't love an ultimate? They just traps everybody in yeah. one place and basically like you're in my world now. Exactly. Um, and then just to think about the different because you know there's there's Zarya's where you throw them in that thing and you, you start you, you they start fucking them up in there in the, that gravitational pool. Yeah. Um, but this one I like the idea that they're in they're wrapped within you're in a bubble. But in a bubble that you said, like the homies can shoot in, but they can't shoot out. Yeah. So basically, everybody's protected, and uh, the homies can just, you know, just get their lumps and get their licks in <laughs> while you're you down. <laughs> you can shoot in, the enemy can't shoot out, but then the enemy also can't shoot in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it has hit points. Like you can destroy the shield and expose yeah. everybody to yeah. their normal damages, but. It, for the time that it's up, it's just like you can't do anything. It, like you can't escape it either because not only is it a barrier, but you're tethered. Mm -hmm. So you can't if you're inside, you can't go as far as the border of the barrier. On top of that, if you enter the shield from the outside, you get tethered inside. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody who comes in is just stuck in that little area with this infinite ammo healing when I deal damage tank. It's unbelievable. And then uh, the, I guess the balance there is that he can't leave the area either. Yeah. But dude, I, I just got unlimited animal. Why am I trying to leave? <laughs> double kill, triple kill. 
quadruple okay. kill. <laughs> use that. Use that. Uh, that other ability where you get health while you're doing damage. You got the exactly. unlimited ammo. You just start, mm -hmm. you in my world, baby. <laughs> and don't have a homie or two just picking off the stragglers. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like somebody, you get like 76 on the outside. Hit that ultimate. I got you in my sights. <laughs> Next oh. thing you know, just start melting, dudes. Uh, oh, he's single in our nest. Yeah, Hanzo throwing that, throwing that dragon. <laughs> oh um, my god, I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, so there's so many different um, moves that you can use within that to just you know just just wreak havoc. Uh, absolutely awesome. Even throw like maze, like you do that, and then you throw in maze ultimate, lock them down, like <laughs> then they can't go anywhere. Do uh, do yeah. Zarya's ultimate, then come in and do Malga's ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> so then they're. <laughs> They're chained, but they're all in one cluster, and they can't shoot out, so they can't hit your homies. Yeah. And then at the same time, you just focus fire those two guns, do the health boost. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's amazing, man. It's it's a blast playing as him. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets at least a minor nerf before he's officially yeah, deployed. He's I feel like I feel like to make to make him. I mean, it was good mixes once we got in some good games. Like, it wasn't as if we were just steamrolling or that he was entirely overpowered. But I feel like if they shaved his damage, but like 10% or lowered his rate of fire just a little bit, it would be just the right balance. Oh, felt, felt great, though. I wasn't complaining when I was just smashing on everything. <laughs> well, I mean, if you get caught out of position and if you if you just make – silly errors you can get cut down very quick because like that dash is cool but it has a limited range so it's not like you can just dash down king's row and just, and just disappear around the corner like like reinhardt can if you know what you're doing but you know you can get out you can get out of a little bit of trouble you can back up with your cooldowns cool down <laughs> it's your hell dude it's a blast like i'm i'm smiling over here just thinking about the havoc I wreak with that character. It's it was made for me. Like that's the kind of tank I'm looking for. Just big damage, can move, and just in the mix, causing trouble, locking them down, keeping the squishies in that area, chopping them up. It's like a wood chipper with a smile. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's great too. Yeah, because like not often, because you know, like with Diva, I mean, she gets off those missiles. Good luck. Yeah. But uh, it's not often that you think of a tank as a heavy damage type character. Mm. But based on like what what I was looking at, is like if he gets that that pin on you, <laughs> you're getting that that fire along with that other alternate fire. Like it's it looks like it's it's pretty devastating. At least how quick like he was taking down some of the characters in in the in the demo. I'm not sure if that translates to the actual gameplay but if that is how it works and you know people aren't smart enough to realize that you can't just stand in front of this dude mm -hmm. um yeah i am i can't wait to see what that looks like because it looks like he is he is a heavy damage tank which is not one that we see often and when they do show up it is trouble i do i do exceptionally well when i when i flank with him because if i get the drop on somebody it's it's curtains like there's just nothing you can do because i'm once that first bullet hits you, there's like 24. It's just <laughs> and then once you see that fire, it just switch that gun. Or because they're close, you can hit them with both guns at the same time. Like, like um, I think I talked about it earlier, where when you shoot with an individual gun, the reticle is really small. So you can provide 
you can provide anti-widow cover. You can you can pick a fair out the air. Like you could put down suppressing fire anywhere it's it's needed. And when you do them together, it enlarges. But if you're up close and you do that, you're not missing. <laughs> Everybody going. It's it's a thing of beauty, man. That's the kind of stuff. I want. The chain gun or the mini gun hero. Like Arissa had the Gatlin gun. Diva has her her arm cannons, but just those mini guns. It's great. This is as a as a tank main. This this is the character I've been waiting for in this game. Yeah, I might, I might have to be back because I'm like near the end of Diablo, so I might have to start hopping back on every now and then. See if I see you guys online, maybe I'll try to join up. Oh, we're sharp, man! I'm when you get back in there doing doing what you do, and we have that triangle offense going on again. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's gonna be a thing of you. Me and East, our movement, and just especially with that dual sense edge I have now, I feel like the I feel like the sticks and everything are more accurate. Because it's little things I'm doing where on the on the controllers, the regular dual sense, it it just wasn't quite as accurate. Like the the reticle would like kind of push over a little bit or it, like, you know, little things. And not saying anything about stick drift. It's just I think the sticks weren't as good. The dual sense edge, I think it has really, really tight sticks. Like my accuracy is up. It's very easy to to track targets, it's easy to calm down and you know get a reticle on something and get a big shot. It's it the dual sense edge has changed my Overwatch two experience. All right, well let's keep it moving with BlizzCon A Dub as you Blitz. alluded to. I'll I'll run through this because I don't I know nothing about this game at this point. <laughs> I played the, I played the shit out of World of Warcraft and I loved it when I played it, but that was I want to say like a decade ago. Um, but yeah, so World of Warcraft still getting announcements, still in the news, still honed down. Uh, this by way of IGN, Blizzard announces next three expansions in World of Warcraft: The World three. Soul Saga, Saga, Saga. Three so, yeah, expansions. I know three expansions. <laughs> so let's see. Blizzard has announced that the World Soul, the World Soul saga a large narrative that will contain the next three expansions of world of war is the next expansion that no, is the, the larger narrative that will contain contain the next three expansions of world of warcraft the first of these expansions will be called the war within and will be released in 2024 uh we didn't learn too much about the other expansions but the second expansion in the world soul saga will be called midnight and the third expansion in the World Soul Saga, there we go, which will be the World of Warcraft's 12th expansion, A-Dub, is called The Last Titan, um, and which will see the return of the Lich King and some other shit. Uh, let's see. Um, it's World an expansion Th about me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there is also some news with World of Warcraft Classic. They got so much Warcraft, World of Warcraft. They got like one just for the old heads. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, let's see, World of Warcraft, and they love something old. Yeah, World of Warcraft classic fans will soon be treated to the Cataclysm expansion, and they will be able to revisit the adventure that was a revamp of Astaroth uh, to Astaroth and transforms entire regions made of old quest lines and stories that were unplayable. So yeah, now now you're gonna get some some old new content and and classic. You got three bits of new contents in the in the 
I guess the mainline Warcraft. What do you think about the continued support of World of Warcraft, Aiden? I think it's excellent. I mean, this is especially being a game that operates on a subscription service. So it's just when did it come out? I feel like World of Warcraft has always existed. Yeah, as long as, as, long as I've had a computer, it's been out. Let's see. Yeah, I remember I, I bought a computer from Fry's so I could play Warcraft 3. And then I had to buy a video card <laughs> online in order to play it like in a higher frame rate with the with the max graphics. I was like, oh, this is so good. Then World of Warcraft came along and I was just sitting there waiting for World um for warcraft 4 it never happens yeah um it's world of warcraft released november 23rd 2004 so almost 20 years to the day holy shit yeah almost 20 20 years of support oh what if, what if they cut the servers oh what <laughs> if i can't play my game anymore it's like well here's an example of the kind of support you can expect from a game where people pay for it regularly where there's a steady stream of income, microtransactions, loot boxes, this kind of stuff that the gaming industry was kind of trying to use to help supplement itself that people just tore down. But this is what happens, 20 years. Like, could, would anybody complain if World of Warcraft just got their servers cut next year or something? I mean, granted all this news about all this new stuff. But at the same token, it's like, if. If you've been playing the game for 20 years, they did their job. They earned their money. In it. So, but World of Warcraft still getting content. And, and what, there's two versions? There's like World of Warcraft and then the classic? Yeah, and then World of Warcraft classic. <laughs> so you can, you can play every bit of it. Um, and it's, it's yeah, amazing. It's, yeah, it's, it's out of control. And yeah, it's like the idea when like, you know, live service games get announced and people are like, oh, you think you can play? A game uh, you're gonna make a game that i'm gonna play for the rest of my life how how dare you the hubris of these developers the and then like blizzard literally they were the first ones to do it and then they were able to do it like people still playing world of warcraft and i can't tell you how many my dogs going crazy outside or my name <laughs> um but yeah like it's it's crazy how often like i like there's there have been over the years where i hear people talk about like oh like I hear like there's been a big drop off in the players of World of Warcraft, or I heard people are upset about this expansion, and it's like, and then 20 years later, new expansion still coming, people yeah. still playing, multiple Warcraft options. Um, yeah, it's it's hilarious. Um, Every game has a big drop off. Like, what game <laughs> retains its launch audience? Yeah, for like the, longer for longer than like a couple months. Yeah, and that that's and that's how gamers are. It's like they act like. Every game, especially like these live service games that you can play for years on end, like the idea of like if you decide not to play for a few weeks, that's like a sign that the game is 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 waning. <laughs> it's yeah. like oh, they're struggling over our Blizzard. They they lost they lost connection with their community. Meanwhile, at the same time, like one of the greatest games ever made just came out. <laughs> yeah, and it's like people are splitting time, and it's not easy. It's not easy playing any particular game as new games continue to come out and that should be evident with how people just you know some people stick with it but other people just float around and they come back every now and then that's why the numbers stay steady yeah i'm sure like people would jump in and out of gta online but nobody's saying like oh gta online is really struggling <laughs> like, yeah. uh and that's like yeah like diablo comes out they announce like a season 
a lot of people jump on, they play the shit out of that season, and then a couple of those people are going to like fall off, and then there's going to be some people who continue to play until the next season. But they act like because people fell off in between the seasons, like oh they failed, <laughs> like they, yeah. they don't know what they're doing, they're they're struggling to 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 stay connected with their community, they're mm-hmm. they're struggling with retention. <laughs> Another live service failed. Yeah, <laughs> and then like they announce like a new season. That that yeah, uh, more news with Diablo. I'm not going to get into that just yet because I'll let you discuss all that. But uh, yeah, great to see World of Warcraft still doing the damn thing. Blizzard still knowing what their community wants when it comes to World of Warcraft. If that were the case, if it if it wasn't the case, they would not be still be doing expansions because this yeah. game is completely funded by the community at this point. So um, yeah, it's uh, great to see that World of Warcraft is still getting its updates. But you know, Adel, before we jump into the next BlizzCon thing, let's take a quick break. All right, we are back. A dub, what else caught your eye from BlizzCon? Well, we got some Diablo news. Mm-hmm. We got a couple Diablo stories. Yes. See, yeah. I'll start off with the little one, then I'll finish with the, with the finish with the big one. <laughs> got to close the door. It's top secret. But uh, so Diablo is going to be getting a tabletop RPG. Huh? Blizzard Entertainment, Glass Cannon Unplugged and Genuine Entertainment have announced a tabletop role-playing game adaptation of Diablo. The core book will launch in fall 2024, and the Diablo tabletop RPG will launch via a pre-order campaign on Kickstarter. (laughs) (laughs) Diablo 4 is the main inspiration for the tabletop RPG, and it will further explore the overworld and underworld of Sanctuary, embarking on adventures above and below with fan-favorite mechanics from um, torn straight from the screen. So, when I first heard tabletop RPG, I get I don't know what I thought, but it was very simple and like rudimentary. Like I don't know how they're gonna make Diablo a tabletop RPG. And then once I saw that it said that there's a core book, I was like, oh, they might be going at the angle or something like that. And then you reinforced that when we were talking about it in the pre-show, but uh, AFC. As somebody who is a scholar, a man of means, what does this mean for you? I love it. I love the idea that they're going to go, that they're dipping into this side of Diablo. Diablo already has so many great stories, just just playing some of the side quests. Like they they have some some interesting characters that you come across. Um, And it's already just a, just a world of with so much lore as it is. So um, I think it's something that could be very cool. Uh, how you choose to do that they already have like all the um the different class types between like the barbarian the sorcerer the rogue um the the necromancer um they already have all that built into the lore so they can just use that for the characters that you can choose from how you attack it and it's a game that feels already like a you know like a like a D type of experience with the narration that that voice acting in diablo 4 from i mean if you could somehow just get Laura's voice, that voice actor, to just be, to be the DM <laughs> of the game. While oh, that would be crazy! Yeah, you just have him like zoom in or anything. Um, yeah, and so uh, have at, an AI DM. Yeah, exactly. Chat GBT. Yeah, uh, they. Yeah, so I love all that, and then yeah, I, I I love it when they. I just like in general when companies do this, like when. You know, when when Fallout just decides, hey, we're gonna put out like a card game, <laughs> like mm-hmm. a Fallout card game. Or and I still game. gotta, I still gotta play that and figure out how to play that. You can play single player, which I was like, 
shit. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I busted it open. I was looking at the instructions and it, it's quite a bit to absorb. And I was like, this is, this is tomorrow's problems. <laughs> put it back in the cabinet. Yeah, I have so game. many games that I've never played. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I love when, when studios, I guess, reward you know, the hardcore fans with something like this, you know, they, they could always just do more with like, you know, just more content within the game. It's still more content added. But I like the idea that you could have something that could be played in real life on on a board. Um, Cause you know, like with like, we played together, we played Diablo. It's great playing online together. It was great playing couch co-op, but like, you know, we're both like looking at a screen and, you know, we're talking, so we are interacting, but it's like a whole nother thing when you have like, you know, like units. <laughs> On yeah. on a map in front of you, and you're like you, you you roll your dice and then you you move forward <laughs> and like you got you your know, stat sheets. Yeah, you, you get to your scenario, you figure out what to do, and it's just a different take because yeah, like we're we're so used to Diablo being heavy on you know the um the builds and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see if that is somehow incorporated into the tabletop this, or if it's not, like how that gives it like a different feel for Diablo. But there's always some entry point. I like that with like um with Warhammer. They do a really good job with uh like for me I got into Warhammer one through the minifigures, just seeing those. But then I started reading the books. But then there's there's a ton of games. There's the tabletop version of Warhammer. There's so many different entry points into that world. And I think uh you know people who have an ip and they're trying to figure out ways how to you know try to resonate with different demos that's a smart way to do it is just find different ways for people to experience the world that you put so much time to already crafting and so yeah i'm i'm all for this uh how about you Ada? i'm all about it man i i'm just thinking of how how personal it's going to be when you build a character and you build out their skills and they perform a certain way in combat. Uh, at, like, do you think they're going to have stat ranges with gear? You got to roll for your stats. <laughs> <laughs> you re-roll the aspect. <laughs> yeah, oh, you'd be there all day. <laughs> but, nah, I mean, I, I don't really have a well-rounded idea what this is going to be like. However, being tabletop, it's a different way to enjoy the Diablo universe and engage with it. It can attract new players and people who maybe wouldn't have thought twice about the franchise. This could be their gateway and get them into it to the point where maybe they think, oh, well, games can't be that bad. And then they get in and they're hooked. <laughs> so, you know, this is awesome. I'll, I'll have to see. I'll have to see the Kickstarter campaign to determine whether or not I'm going to support it. I mean, more than likely I'm going to support it. Because it's Diablo, it's a board game. Blizzard's involved, so it's it's pretty much official. And yeah, that's that's something I'd like to have. And even if I never play it myself, just just having that in the future, 10, 20 years down the line. Like, oh, remember they had a tabletop RPG? It's like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It's worth forty thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But I, I enjoy that. However, that's just some little Diablo news. We also got some big Diablo news. Yes, that big D. Yes, we got it. We got an announcement. You know, they were they took the stage. They were running back what they've done for season two, the season of blood, all the different changes, quality of life improvements. They then began to announce some new information, some new things they're going to be including down the line, such as leaderboards and 
you know, malignant rings that are going to be going out this week. They're class specific and bring some of the some of the skills and things that you saw in season one of Diablo Four into the season two experience. So that's going to be interesting when those hit. I'll be checking those out and talk about them a little bit on the next show once I've had some experience there. But then we got an announcement of something that, that that's even bigger than a seasonal update. That's even bigger than the interim updates. We got the announcement of the first expansion of Diablo 4. Damn, it, damn, damn. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it will be entitled Vessel of Hatred. Ice Cube in the back. Hate, 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 hate. Yes. Uh, IGN is stating Diablo 4's first expansion will be called Vessel of Hatred, and it will include a brand new, never before seen class. We didn't learn too much, but it was confirmed it will take place in Diablo 2 region, Nahantu, and will concern the fate of Mephisto and his plans for Sanctuary. Yes, deal it. Have you, have you met with Mephisto yet? Yes, yeah, the, the, the wolf. Oh, those wolves. I love, <laughs> I love such, such a good idea to represent a character like Mephisto to have those wolves with their, their decayed, eviscerated skulls. It was just like, oh, I like I want one of those wolves. I want that to bring back pets and let me have one of those wolves if I can't have one in real life. But yeah, man, this is exciting news. Uh, we got the announcement of the first expansion. It will be arriving in what they say is late 2024. So we got a little bit of a weight on our hands. But, you know, at least it's in scope. It's like within a year. So that's good. It's better than like, oh, yeah, in a couple of years after we do some more patches and some more seasons, like in about three more seasons, we'll be getting ready for this expansion. So that's awesome. Uh, we're going to have a new region. So they're going to be expanding the world of Diablo 4 with some of the classic regions in Diablo 2. But the most interesting news here is the never before seen class. So. That's awesome, and it immediately rules out the return of any existing classes across the Diablo franchise. So that rules out Monk, Paladin, Crusader. However, it opens the door to anything and everything. <laughs> <laughs> AMC, what kind of class do you think we'll see when we get Vessel of Hatred next year? It's so hard to imagine like what it would be like. Um, and it's never before a scene, so you yeah. gotta like <laughs> no, you gotta dig deep. Oh, let me pause it real quick. Right, we're back. Sorry, my headphone went out. What were you, what were you about to say? I don't even remember what I was about to say. But I know you, you asked me what I um what I might expect for the new class, but then I thought oh yeah, and I was just saying like it's it remember it's it's never before a scene, so <laughs> you gotta use every ounce of your imagination to to brainstorm a new class for Diablo, which could be anything. They introduced so many elements across these games where it's like, oh yeah, this one little faction and this one little side story, yeah, we never really delved into that. So we're we're doing it with this class. Well also too it's like like Demon Hunter. Like that seems to make sense. Oh. But then like a monk is I wouldn't like the first thought wouldn't be like, oh a monk, that, that makes total sense with Diablo. But the monk was like dope. <laughs> yeah, the monk was amazing. But and so that's why like I joked like, I don't know, samurai, because like why not? 
<laughs> like they're just like they're just like um uh in yeah, so they've had like Crusade. I mean, Samurai would be interesting because it'd be great to see a katana in the game. Um, and how it'd be great to work. see like dual wielding, especially if they introduce a bunch of different katanas because you know they have, I, I feel like they have one or two in there, but it's not like they're of any significance or there's like legendaries in that vein. So, you know, yeah, I, I would also like to see that as well as the, the broader array of medieval japanese samurai weaponry yeah especially like because if you if they if they wanted to do it a certain way like you can do one like the two-handed like you hold it with the two-hand katana you go for mm-hmm. like strength but then you could do like as you said the double and like you could have like you know like the mini sword along with like the katana blade the and, <laughs> and yeah exactly and then like or the that, tanto i believe is going on yeah and that one can like you know it's it's the second slot and so it could like kind of like add at least like some type of effect to like the main blade along with like having like the dual blades and so like that like like plays into its own form it's like the different forms of sword wielding can impact i don't know the play style of the the samurai <laughs> that could be like interesting that would be um, dope yeah because like you Smoke know bombs yes <laughs> melee attacks like just real quick melee attacks yes uh yeah i'm trying Depending to think on movement speed yeah like what other lore that they can go with with uh, um, diablo uh, or, yeah or, i'm uh, trying to think i want to have at least one good idea for this part yeah i mean they could always they haven't done a ninja so yeah like a kunai oh a ninja would be dope <laughs> yeah like shadow like shadow like magic shadows. yeah <laughs> Traps, traps. It'd be kind of. It'd be. It might be too close to the assassin. Oh, uh, but with the shuriken though, like you could. Yeah, just make Genji a class. They already did it with uh with cyberpunk. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like the like the big like you could just keep the traps simple to like you know like cow traps or something like that. (laughs) You just drop Mm -hmm. on the ground and he steps over it. You start stumbling, Um, or disappearing doing jutsus. Yeah, exactly. Because that's like the first thing I thought about was when I was in the samurai and I was like, oh, you have a kunai, and I was like, that's more of a ninja. And I was like, wait a second, a ninja would be kind of (laughs) hot. And you get the dog. You get you get <laughs> they just make shadow in the game. You get the dog. Oh my out. god! Yeah. <laughs> a companion build. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Have a pack so, dogs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like who is that? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And Naruto. Yeah, just something from Naruto. They, they had that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or even like what was it Kakashi? He had the dogs that he could summon. Kakashi uh, had dogs. Yeah, he had like the uh, he had like a, a group of dogs that he could summon. Hold on, you just talk real quick. The cat's meowing. Talk well, about ninjas. I, I gotta get I gotta get back on some Naruto because I fell off. Man, I was got caught up in all the filter, and then eventually the Shippuden came out. I, know, I was man. like, I can't really do. I don't, man. I just I forgot where I was in the Naruto filter. <laughs> I don't want to start Shippuden. Like I want to see all of it. Like eventually, I want to subject myself to the thousand episodes of one day. No, I don't want to skip. I was learning some of the filter. It was a lot of character building and techniques being learned at that time. Like every now and then, like for every three or four filters, there uh, filters for every three or four fillers, there was at least one episode of substance and. Like getting through those filler episodes make those substantive episodes feel a bit more, a bit more valuable. 
Yeah, I hate it. It's just, it's like a hundred episodes of filler. <laughs> like, it was absurd what they did there. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are people who definitely watched every bit of it. I just knew that it wouldn't keep my interest long enough if I went through all the fillers. So I, I went the canon route and, you know, like they would mention like certain fillers that had like, you know, they, they would throw in like every now and then, like one of the tail beasts that didn't get a lot of coverage would be a part of like one of the fillers. So that was like what you were saying, that, that shit was good. So they would let you know, like, cause there's, you know, there's always, there's all types of like, how should I watch Naruto? Like online things that you can look up and they'll, they'll give like a breakdown. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. The whole completionist route with watching the show. I, I get it. I get it. What if they made like a gladiator class? Glad oh, like uh, like what, like you got like ball and chain. Like what? What, what are we talking about? Oh, base would be hard. That'd be that'd be very <laughs> similar. That would be very similar to the crusader. crusader. But like, but you I don't know. Maybe it would like be shield base. It'd be a uh, offense base, right? Offense base, like like kind of a hybrid between an Amazon and a barbarian. Mm, okay, so it's like yeah mobility but like you know some class to it some, some flourish <laughs> like, yeah. like an athlete yeah like, definitely have like like have some type of charge ability where he's he's riding on the back of the chariot exactly <laughs> exactly that could be <laughs> his mount <laughs> right on the chariot maybe have a whip that'd be interesting too because like you know mounts do have like you know at least that you can jump off an attack but like you could make a class specific thing with the gladiator and the mount would the chariot yeah damn, being offensive be awesome you shoot arrows from the, the chariot <laughs> <laughs> arrow sword yeah <laughs> you can, they can i don't know like like so, like a character like diablo is it's all dark and, and bleak and everything but what if there was a character that inspired optimism and hope like i know <laughs> like i know the, the crusader comes out and it's all about the light and you know the benediction or whatever i'm making up words but what if there was a character that was like the champion the hero the hero mm -hmm. character who just like maybe demigod <laughs> yeah. well what's basically what you are being haradrum mm -hmm. or not haradrum but i'm nephilim yeah nephilim. i don't know like so i feel like there's there's a lot of wasted potential like but a Beastmaster. Mm. Has there been one? No, I mean, the closest would be like the Druid, but he's not really like a Beastmaster. He just, you know, and he has like, he has his wolves. He might, I think he gets like a, a raven, at least in other games, but not one where it's like you have like, you know, a lion with you and a fucking elephant. Like that would be like a Beastmaster. Like, like that dude in uh, Conan the Animated Series. I don't know if you remember, but he was no. like a Beastmaster. Wasn't, and wasn't his name Beastmaster? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I forgot his name. <laughs> But yeah, Conan, the, the adventurer, the, the animated series, he had a Beastmaster homie and like he could like communicate with animals. But so like, yeah, there was like, they, they so they haven't had like a character like that where you have like, you know, animals of the Serengeti or whatever. <laughs> like that would be something else. Or even like of like the rainforest and you have like pumas and shit with you. They could do something interesting there. Do you so, think they would have the audacity to create a class that's just, that's just guns? Like the gunman class. I mean, they, or the they could artillery do, class. Yeah, like they could do like kind of like a blunderbuss style dude. <laughs> yeah, like that. Ooh, that would be hot. Yeah, like that type of gun. <laughs> the that grape guy. shot dude. Yeah, like old old timey gun guy might work. That would that would be interesting because you could do like some like you know like heavy fire, but it's like kind of like a cannon, like <laughs> like uh, or you know, or you could do like yeah something like that because like you know like the was a demon hunter. It was more of like you know. uh 
it's like crossbows but it was like your dual wielding crossbows so they could do like kind of like an old-timey style like musket style gun i think that could be fun uh something that's like a little more like in the vein of like i guess bloodborne so that'd be like what like that love lovecraft shit uh um, what if they had like like a priestess build or a like a, a priestess class that that could be interesting so like like she's like a like she's like a summoner or because i was thinking so i was like with this one that's somebody like, yokai can you imagine because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing i thought because i know there's already a crusader but like there's not kind of like a and maybe they had it in other games but like a priest style character or yeah. it's like your job is literally like like salvation and like yada yada exercising uh, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly by hitting me <laughs> yeah yeah like he's like yeah like a badass um uh so like they could do something like that like kind of like a priest style character um but yeah there's this because I, I do like that idea of the um what is it? What'd you say? Uh, not witch doctor. Ex- exercise. Oh, Beastmaster? No, no. The, or, the, the, the priestess? Priestess, yeah. Like something like that. So yeah, they could do something like that. Like uh, oh, like a priest, priestess. Yeah, that could be something interesting. What about like... What about like the, the poison master or something? <laughs> you just the have potions. poisons. Potions yeah. and poisons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throwing bottles. The apothecary. Well, you have an apothecary in the game that you go to, but I don't know. Yeah, you know what they haven't really done? Because because Diablo has gone, like, it's funny, it's gone like more towards the uh, single player route, which is funny because like, everybody's like, oh, live service is, is made for multiplayer. Live service mm-hmm. means multiplayer. But, like, you notice that, like, at least in the other diablos uh like diablo 2 is specifically they had the paladin in it and one of his things is he had an aura and the reason why he was important is because his aura could affect not only him but it would affect your teammates so if they're in within the range of the aura they would get like the attack boost or the defense yada yada yada, that came along with the uh the paladin's aura and so they haven't really made a class that's made to like buff other characters that would be on your team if you're playing multiplayer so that could be interesting if they decided to go that route at least with one new class um to have them at least have some buff abilities as opposed to just single player focus um so yeah that that would be interesting because they have kind of completely gotten away from that thought process that thought process with their character classes what about itch itch Witch, yeah. A witch? Oh, like 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 traditional witch? Oh, like double double boil the trouble witch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got the cauldron. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the cauldron, like you you got the black hat. As you kill enemies, you collect their parts and it builds up your skills because you're mixing those ingredients together to make them more potent. Yeah. Something like that. You can travel on a broom instead of like a, a horse mouth. <laughs> God yeah yeah like there could there could definitely be some interesting stuff that you could do with the witch because of like just the idea of like witch lore because yeah she, she's you can like, introduce the broom as like a weapon or a focus yeah it have a whole class it, just, it have a whole array of brooms <laughs> <laughs> exactly so like i don't know like more like curses and, and hexes and things like that because like the necromancer and, and transmogrification like, turning them into Lagomorph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you turn him into like a sheep. You turn him into cows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, a witch. Actually, a witch is kind of a smart one. Do. I think that's like, and that leans kind of like into what this is. So that would be pretty dope. They and they release that next year, right around Halloween. 
It did say Oof. late 2024, so release it right around Halloween. Get that witch in there. Yeah, oh, witch, man. witch or a warlock. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty dope. That would. Be I mean, though, I mean, it'd be in the same vein as sorcerer or wizard. Yeah, but but then, I, I think could, it would be it different. Be, yeah, because you you won't you wouldn't have to focus on because you know sorcerer is like elemental base. Like this could be like kind of like dark magic base, but different. Yeah. But it'd have to be different from the necromancer. And so, yeah. like you could like say like if you summon, you get like one summon, like you summon a demon or some shit. Like uh, so, there's like it's kind of like it's still delving into like because necromancer is kind of like a bad guy by idea. Yeah. The same with like witch doctor, but not necessarily if you look at what they do. And so mm-hmm. um yeah like witch you could have her like you know delve into the dark arts but then somehow also be in conflict with like the forces of hell. <laughs> well because they're they're upsetting the balance of the nature and the ecosystem because the witches are they're also one with the land and they collect their ingredients, you know, they they embrace the cycle of life and death where like the spider eats the butterfly and then something eats the spider and mm. butterfly is born and it flaps its wings. And then you somehow know Kevin Bacon, but then it's, I think, dude, it could work because then you can also have cauldrons and those are different kinds of equipment, but that's like, uh, it's like an accessory. And then, yeah. As you kill enemies, there are parts and things go into the cauldron and make your abilities more powerful. And like, if you kill an elite and get this many parts, then you do double damage. <laughs> like, oh man, it would be crazy. And she's just like casting spells and talking like witch gibberish <laughs> the whole time. Like that would be crazy. I would, I would love that. She can have wands. She can have, um, she got staffs, make yeah. broom, make brooms a thing, make, cauldrons a thing they probably have to damn what other weapon classes could she use though i don't know that's a blizzard question i think they should make a witch that's just my vote i'm sure they whatever they're going to bring to the table is going to be very outstanding and we're going to love it i know i am so that's all that really matters amc is going to love it that matters too <laughs> but yeah amc anything else from blizzcon we need to go over uh, no, I think that was everything. That was that was like all the big stories. I mean, Diablo was the big one. There's a lot of expectations of and manga. Give manga some love. World of Warcraft. Yeah, I'm not sleeping on any of it. You know, it was it was great. We we made it through BlizzCon without any like, you know, any meme memeable moments that like you know like a sign of like the downfall of Blizzard. They, yeah. they 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 still brought up Diablo Immortal, so they're they're not they're not shying away from it. But they didn't also spend like ten minutes on it, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I know some people maybe had expectations like, oh, like ABK. Now they're part of like Microsoft. There's going to be a huge announcement. And I'll yeah. think any big. Phil Spencer showed up, you know, said a couple of things, but uh, no big announcements. It would be interesting to see if like, if they had thought about like, you know, maybe like one day bringing World of Warcraft to like Game Pass or even to console in general. Um, but that would be like down the line. Uh, so, you know, uh, the big things were we're continuing to support what we're doing and you know we'll, we'll you know how blizzard works we'll we'll be around like a year or so from now to announce something new because i do i i think it was announced that they're working on a new game maybe not i mean, i'm thinking of uh another company but anyways yeah so it, it was good good overall weekend as far as blizzcon goes they're still bringing it we didn't know what was gonna what, what was gonna become of blizzcon now that microsoft was a part of them but yeah it seems like they're still rocking and rolling and you know 
operating as they do, which is on their own and, you know, catering to their fans. So that was a great overall weekend as far as like what we can expect from Blizzard moving forward. But hey, Dub, do you want to, I think, so that was uh, pretty much my, my last topic of the week. So you want to take over? Week, well, I got, a, I got another topic. Oh yeah. What you got it, yeah. We got, we got an announcement here. See, mm. we got, the PlayStation Plus games for November. Yes. These will be available to download on November 7th. Yes. We are being treated yes. to the likes of Aliens Fireteam Elite. Yes. Mafia 2 Definitive Edition. Yes. Uh, yes. In my opinion, yes. yes. And lastly, Dragon Ball The Breakers. Yes. The one I've ever <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I when I when I saw that game, I got similar. That game being Dragon Ball the Breakers, and not to be like a downer, but when I saw Dragon <laughs> Ball the Breakers, I got a similar feeling to that when I saw Gollum. <laughs> that was not a good sign. Like, granted, it has more going on. I like the originality and the approach from that <laughs> that asymmetrical like B B team angle <laughs> of oh Dragon Ball. <laughs> But it was like, man, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, they like, I mean, because like you're just civilians, right? Like you're trying to survive. Civilians <laughs> like, think you're like, I think you're like Bulma and Oolong. <laughs> yeah, like it'd been one thing if they did the, we're gonna we're gonna have the take of, so they could still do go this route, you know, the asymmetrical. We got the big bad and then everybody else uh, against the big bad. But they could have done the route where it's the, you know, the pre Goku shows up teams. So it's Ooh. like you know when like uh, the Saiyan saga when was it when um not Raditz but when fuck when Vegeta and Homeboy Nappa Nappa show up and is you know it's like Yamcha fucking Piccolo <laughs> Gohan who has unrealized <sighs> potential go yes. uh, Gohan so Krillin. much unrealized potential yeah <laughs> Tien uh, and you have those dudes Chaosu. Yeah, yeah, like you have all those dudes fighting against like you know the overpowered Nappa, uh, and then like Frieza, you could have like you know what was it like Krillin, uh, Gohan, and fucking Piccolo, maybe throwing nails if you want to, yeah. and then like yeah, like with Cell, it's all all of them before fucking Goku. But so before Goku shows up, yeah, <laughs> you just do all the before Goku battles, battles, and that would that would be interesting. And in it's that would be because... that would be a great title for the game. Dragon Ball before Goku. Yeah. And that's like, and then every battle ends with like, then one person becomes Goku, he jumps in and just dominates. Yes. <laughs> Takes out the entire Ginyu Force. Yeah. Like, uh... also, yeah. it starts, it starts asymmetrical at the beginning against the player. But then the player and you, got, you gotta survive. You gotta survive. You gotta survive until Goku heals or does whatever the fuck he needs to do to yeah. show up and save the day yes! training. <laughs> we came up with the game we came up with the game <laughs> so it's like it's a blend it's a blend of breakers but with one punch man yeah 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 because <laughs> that one punch man game you play as the other characters and you were just getting mopped up it's and you're just there's this timer counting down until one punch until saitama gets there <laughs> and then he cleans up he cleans us awesome. yeah but you but you do that for dragon ball but you make it to where the other characters actually stand a chance like they were they were giving it to napa a little bit had to yeah, get creative yeah. and pull out pull some things out from from under their sleeves 
you know, they were giving it to Frieza for a minute, but then that's where the forms came from. And it's like, ah, you got to survive all the forms. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You got to, you got to beat, you got to beat and outsmart them for like the first three forms. And then the fourth form, you just got to survive. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Brilliant immediately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like last, last minute, like you, you send in Chaozu to do the sacrifice, <laughs> yeah. slow down Napa. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you see, but you have to make those decisions. Like, is it time? Like, do I need to do this? <laughs> but then, like, it, but then something like that then powers up Tien out of anger. He's like, no, <laughs> like, like you can that gives him the strength to to hold back Napa a little bit longer. He, like the longer the battle goes, like Tien loses like half of that arm. <laughs> like oh. they can do, do some dope stuff. Come on, <laughs> It'd be so dope. Yeah, so dope. Yeah. Man, it, control issues pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Drop us a line if you want to, you know, do some research and development, brainstorm. Like we could, we could make something special. But yeah, man. man so, PS Plus. <laughs> yeah, PS Plus games. So we got these games. They're coming November 7th. I mean, I for one think Mafia 2. It's, great, it's a great it's a great offering because I don't know if it was last month or perhaps the month before that, but we got the Mafia remake. So we're getting the second entry in the Mafia franchise. You know, Mafia, it didn't set the world on fire, but it wasn't bad either. Uh, I enjoyed it when it originally came out, so I'm excited to get into that remake. And now I got Mafia Two. I'm gonna set that to my library eventually when I decide to start beating games again instead of just <laughs> running around in Diablo and Cyberpunk. You know, I'll get to it. Um, AMC, are you looking forward to any of the titles on this list other than Dragon Ball Breakers? <laughs> yeah, only Dragon Ball Breakers, and you know, Uh-oh. You know, <laughs> you know how I really feel about that game. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they're not all winners, they dove. <laughs> well, they can't all be. Winners. They can't all be winners, exactly. But we we got some people. <laughs> I don't think a single one of them's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> We got troll of the week, 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 it's sweet. <laughs> First troll says, garbage, trash, insult, selection of games. <laughs> Uh, next troll says, poor PlayStation fans. Y'all talk shit for a decade. Now the Xbox is eating your lunch. Y'all crying harder than anyone ever could have imagined. Eating your lunch. <laughs> eating your lunch. This is about PS Plus games. <laughs> 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 like, Xbox has nothing to do with that, dude. Um, next troll says, trash. Complete trash. Uh... Next troll says, these offerings are poor and honestly, nothing short of straight up disrespectful. Uh... It, good day, sir. <laughs> as as trolly and like angry as that was, or disappointed, I should say, disappointed. My man, we're disappointed. As disappointed as that was, it was still kind of polite. <laughs> yeah, good day, sir. I was uh, next show says I was told it would either include Forspoken or Midnight Suns. <laughs> Uh, I've always been a Sony guy, but wow, what a completely out of touch slap in the face of us loyal paying customers. I usually renew yearly, but I may just let it expire for good. <laughs> You're going to let it expire forever because 
one, it's a month you're not a fan of, and two, because it didn't have two games that you probably hated on when they were originally released. Kind of weird. Next show says, this lineup is bullshit. <laughs> Next show says, just like my dad said when I was born, they all can't be winners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a good dad joke. Yeah. Last show says, wow, Sony are now pretty much sticking their fingers up and laughing at all of us. Damn. Given a paying millions of dollars to secure free content for us, just sticking up their fingers and laugh. Oh man, it's hilarious. I mean, these are okay games. Like like Homeboy's dad said, like they all can't be weird. Yeah. Some some months are more potent than others. This isn't a bad month, especially if you don't have games like Mafia or Aliens Fire Team. I mean, I heard good things about Fire Team. Look pretty awesome. I won't be getting into that. I will be getting into some Mafia 2, though. I'm very anxious to see how that controls and what that overall gameplay experience is like, especially with the definitive edition, so it's going to be the best of the best. I'm excited. AMC, you got anything for these trolls? Nah, get a life. Fucking don't don't listen to what, what people told you <laughs> about what it was coming to be as well as that's why we don't indulge in rumors. Yeah, exactly. In hearsay and yeah. and, and, and anecdotes. <laughs> exactly. See, I got I got nothing for these trolls they do. That was troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Week 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 week. Do you uh do you have any quick hits they do? Let me see if you do. Well, we have some some Capcom info. Okay, let's take a quick break. All right, we're back, A-Dubs. What you got with these quick hits? Well, we got some Capcom news, my dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. In an earnings call or some call, whatever these official calls usually are, uh, Capcom was going into detail about what they expect for the upcoming year. Uh, This coming from IGN, Brian Dinsdale. In the second half of this financial year, we plan to release Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney Trilogy, in January, in addition to a currently unannounced major title. Moreover, we plan to boost sales figures of new titles in the first half of this financial year, like Street Fighter VI, to achieve the target. So, other than Apollo Justice on the way in January, which I know AMC has been having its eye on, Capcom let it slip that they got a they got a big game. It's currently unannounced, so that rules out anything we know about. And it, it's coming in by like March, man. <laughs> they got an unannounced major title launching by March 2024. So this could be a number of things. Uh, it was interesting looking at people's wish lists for what they thought this might be. I've seen Mega Man X9, Mega Man 12, Devil May Cry 6. Resident Evil Code Veronica X Dino Crisis, of course. Always the Dino Crisis bros. AMC, what do you think this unannounced major title might be? And how does it make you feel? I mean, interesting because like we were discussing pre-show, obviously, with uh, Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they would get a little more lead-in to Monster Hunter. If it was coming out, what, March 2024? So that's a few months from now. Yeah, they wouldn't last minute that. Yeah, that that game was it's the best selling game of all time. <laughs> it's like you're you're gonna give a little lead up to that. You're not gonna just drop that on us. Um, 
And I, but the only thing that made me think possibly that it could be that is I believe it was uh, it released like uh, in Q1 last time when it released. Um, so they might want to stick to it being like a Q1 style of game. Uh, but yeah, no, I think like they would want to give a little more lead in. So it's interesting. So no, not that, but I don't know. And it's it's an unannounced game you said they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a tough one because they're they're working on a unannounced major title. Yeah, and that that's weird that they have because like Dragon's Dogmas Two is Dragon's Dogmas. I sound like one of the people the nests on everything. Dragon's Dogma Two that's already a known quantity. Yeah. We yeah. already hmm? what were you say? Well, Dragon Dogma Two we already know about that. There was that like that samurai, like very beautiful looking game. I think that Path was of the game. Goddess. Yeah, that shit. Well, so, so we, we know, know that that's on the table. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. we don't. We don't have a new Resident Evil remake on the table. I mean, four just came out. Who knows? Maybe they pumped out five? Resident Evil Five <laughs> remake. <laughs> Re five make. I don't know. Maybe they got it. That, <laughs> that would be crazy. Of course, because it's like the lesser of. Yeah. The post four <laughs> franchise. <laughs> uh, it's like we remade it. We're not proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> we just wanted to hurry up and get on the six. Yeah, we're gonna send it out to die real quick. <laughs> I hope yeah. maybe maybe they bring back Lost Planet. Mm-hmm. I would love that because Lost Planet had a lot of promise. It did a lot of good things. Capcom, man, they just they know what they're doing over there. Even when. Their ideas don't hit it out of the park. They're still getting like that foul tip. They're getting that that long line drive down the, the first baseline and it goes just, you know, outside of the, the pole. But I mean, we could do lost point. Of course, well, you said Monster Hunter, but if that was Monster Hunter, it would definitely be a lot more pomp and fanfare to that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they got Mega Man back. Maybe it is double base, right? <laughs> I think I feel like Devil May Cry Five did well though, and that would also require yeah. a more yeah, a, yeah a more effort into the marketing. Yeah, oh man, it could be anything. Yeah, I'm trying to think of stuff that like they haven't done in a while. The only thing that really comes to mind is is Lost Planet, especially in this time frame. Like whatever it is, they need to announce it and get that hype train going at least within the, the three months leading up to it. So maybe sometime, you know what? We're probably going to get a Game Awards announcement. <laughs> mm, interesting. That yeah. would make perfect sense. Yeah, that would be the big... Keely. Keely's on it, Ada. <laughs> Keely's, yes. Do we, have to, do we have to do a pool where we try to guess what game it is? Yeah, I know what game Keely is working on. <laughs> and you pay per guess. So, like, you can just buy a bunch of guesses if you have ideas of what you think. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll work. We'll workshop that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the Capcom news. Uh, Grand Turismo Seven dropped a big update that introduces a lot of things to the experience. Uh, most notable, in my opinion, being it adds seven new cars to the roster. You got the Dodge Charger RT four twenty six Hemi nineteen sixty eight. You also got a Charger SRT Demon 2018, uh, 2010 Lexus LFA. You get a Mercedes Benz 190E you know, in 1991. You get that 95 Nismo 400R, uh, 22 Porsche 911 GTR RS 992, and Tesla Model 3 2023. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, that's pretty cool roster. I've definitely got my eye on that Porsche, the Nismo 400R. Also looks pretty cool, and you know your boy's going to have a demon in the garage. Um, not really a fan of electric vehicles, I, especially in a video game. I like to have better feedback between myself, the car, and the road. Um, other features that are coming into the game, we're, we're getting a new circuit, like these with three layouts, three cafe extra menus. There's an update to the world circuits. Gran Turismo Sophie, the AR driver agent, is going to be in the quick race on PS5 only. So that's something people are excited about. They were really, there was a real positive response to Sophie and when she was introduced for a promotional event not too long ago. So having it in the game just on the quick races is going to be pretty cool. It's 50 challenges have been added to the licenses. A paddock has been added to the multiplayer menu. And if I knew what that was, I would go into greater detail. They are introducing four player split screen races for PS5 only. Features are added to photos and scapes. And there's also an updated GT menu and dashboard this update is available right now amc well i see you on the grid no nah, you don't see me on the grid <laughs> you're not even with psvr2 like the, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> home vr experience uh no yeah it looked dope i like what they have going on here i like the uh especially that that like old school mercedes <laughs> yeah the uh, the knees mercedes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah see i like the additions that they had here um i like the the emojis <laughs> about the car like getting the frown the frown yeah. face that's like they're passing you yeah. um i yeah. like seeing how they react when i'm just overtaken <laughs> yeah getting that first from what i saw it's like so, like a lot of a lot of the updates are throwbacks to like traditional Gran Turismo things that people liked in the past, so it's cool that they're you know that they're that they're still having fun with uh, Gran Turismo Seven and haven't you know they haven't, they haven't left it behind, forgotten. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, yeah, really cool movie just came out, so obviously they want to get some more get some updates in there. I'm sure there's some people who are like, oh yeah, Gran Turismo, I'm gonna start playing that shit again. Orlando Blue. Oh, and speaking of movies, Across the Spider Verse is on Netflix. FYI. Oh, it's on Netflix now? Yeah. I still haven't had the audacity to turn it on yet. <laughs> no, uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Like Blue-Eyed Samurai is amazing. There's an Onimusha series that's out. Um, Infield Poltergeist on Apple TV is some of the most frightening stuff I've ever watched. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I watched these more. Got to see Insidious, The Red Door. That's on Netflix, I believe. Oh, that's on... Yeah, so there's that. Uh, I will forever sing the praises of Scavenger's Reign on HBO Max. Oh, that is just such an amazing show, and they release it like three episodes at a time. It's, it's phenomenal. I recommend people get into this stuff. There's a lot of good things happening. We're having a blast over here. Just as a as a consumer of entertainment mediums, like this this is the golden age. It's the new golden age. <laughs> It's yeah, just new stuff coming out all the time. Great stuff all over the world. We can content from all over the world. Remember back in the good old days when there was just two movies at the theater and they came from probably within 10 or 20 miles of where you live. And now you're just getting all these films, television shows from all over the world. Flying for your attention. Dubbed in your language. I'm watching like a, a, a Last of Us style anime didn't even know about it but it, 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 yeah. watch pluto that was amazing 
ah, such a good time. Got the got a new Godzilla show coming to Apple TV. So much. So, much. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, that that is great to hear. Um, any any other quick hits that you do? I'm fresh out, my friend. All right. Well, this is Control Issues. I am. See. Sucker.